0: Today's show is brought to you by Airtable. Airtable is part spreadsheet, part database, and all amazing. The thing with Airtable is it's entirely powerful but flexible. Take maintaining an editorial calendar. You need to manage an entire editorial process with tight deadlines and lots of moving parts. We are racing to finish the new issue of Digiday Magazine right now, so let me tell you, it can get very confusing very quickly. But with Airtable, you can get organized in your way. That's why places like BuzzFeed, Group 9, and Time all use Airtable. Airtable is flexible enough to adapt to your process, but powerful enough to keep everything and everyone on schedule. Visit Airtable.com Digiday today and get $50 in free credits. Hello and welcome to the DigiDay Podcast. I'm Brian Morrissey. I am doing this from London. Um, and on today's episode, um, I speak with the Telegraph Media Group's Chief Customer Officer, Robert Bridge. Um, Chief Customer Officer is an interesting role. And, and I wanted to talk with Robert about how media companies become sort of customer centric. Uh, usually when talking about customers, media companies talk, are talking about advertisers. But nowadays, they're increasingly talking about their audience because Everyone is on the road to the pivot to paid. Telegraph is no different. Um, What's interesting is the Telegraph's take on subscription, uh, which is an alternative to a metered paywall, uh, puts about 20% of their content um, behind a premium gate. Um, And Robert and I also talk about why Apple News is better for them at driving subscriptions than Facebook. And there's also some GDPR talk at the end, so stick around for that. One note. This podcast is now available for early access to our Digiday Plus subscribers. If you want to get a head start on our podcast every week, sign up for Digiday Plus and you get to listen to our podcast on Saturday. Digiday Plus is our membership program that includes original research, early access to top stories and this podcast, exclusive events, a quarterly magazine, event briefings, and much more. Uh, For more information, go to digiday.com. You will see the Digiday Plus tab on the menu bar at the top. Use the code PODCAST for a 25% discount. Now here's my conversation with Robert. Hope you enjoy it. Robert, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, thanks for having me. So you're chief customer officer of the Telegraph Media Group. And I've, I found this very interesting because I've been thinking a lot about how weird the media business is <laughs> um, in general, but specifically around what a customer is because media is a strange business because you have an audience, an ad dependent model. You have an audience and then you've got customers which are typically advertisers and their interests a lot of times don't align, and so I think a lot of the um, struggles that are going on right now, and also the bad experiences, trace back to this um, this strange dynamic. So, who is the customer?
1: I mean, we've actually been through the process of of trying to define how we name uh, the various states of of our of our. Of the people the audiences that come to our to our properties from a digital perspective Um, actually from those people that are anonymous um, that we that are not in a registered or a logged in state we 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 define as users Um, and then when when somebody has become uh registered um, and indeed then potentially goes on to to transact with one of our businesses they become a customer Um, that's that's how we define them here Um, obviously we're looking at at Everybody um, and and thinking about all levels of, of the of the customer journey from being anonymous through to through through to being a through to being a transactor or a subscriber. Um, so so that I guess that I guess that answers. So your it's question.
0: it's the, but it's it's audience focused, not advertiser. Yeah, focused Yeah, totally. Well, in,
1: in in my world, yeah, that that's that's definitely the case. I mean, my my job is to. Is to be as as to to make sure the business is as customer focused as possible, and, and indeed be as as data informed as possible.
0: So I think last year was the the year of the pivot to video. This year is the year of the pivot to paid, yeah. which I think is is progress because it's a longer term bet than the pivot to video was for most people. Um, yeah. That was just chasing uh, platform priorities, not not strategic priorities. I think. Um, Telegraph has an interesting history when it comes to how you deal with subscriptions. Yeah, um, early adopter of a metered paywall, I think, back in 2013. Yeah,
1: um, with
0: a, a very
1: high, it was like 20 articles. Yeah. right. A very, I would say, it was quite leaky. That's
0: that's fairly porous. Yeah, it's only the hardcore. But I think it was it.
1: only done on PC as well, not on mobile for some. Reason. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Explain. I, I know you, you've been here two years, but uh, talk about the evolution of of how um, you know the Telegraph Media Group has has been looking to diversify.
1: Yeah, and it, and, and the, you you raise a good point on the meter because when we when I arrived and, and a couple of a couple of the others, the um, chief chief uh, information officer um, who's sort of pretty central. Um, to, uh, to be part of the strategy on this was was that the the meter every time we try to drive more subscriptions we would constrict the meter we would we would offer less articles for free and that that had a negative impact on our advertising business and and indeed at the time our nascent e-commerce businesses and so when we were looking at uh, at what model we could take for the wider business not just for subscriptions we we settled on this idea of a freemium model um, which would focus uh, certain percentages of our content Content in, in that case, fifteen to twenty percent of our content would have a hard paywall, which would be our our premium subscription product, and then eighty to eighty five percent of the content would be in an open layer that would help power our our our, di- mm-hmm. our advertising and yeah, our Yeah, you don't want businesses. your
0: audience numbers to t- to tank because you got an you Correct. got an ad business. Yeah, and we want and we, we want to grow our business.
1: our business, but our commerce businesses of our which is which is. It's effectively a super affiliate business where we're where we're passing people um, off to to, to partners um, uh, to who are people who are buying holidays and hotels and financial services products. We need volume and we need scale for that, and that was the start of the of the of the strategy, and and it meant that we we as you say we pivoted to to this this freemium model, uh, and we also are in a market where you've got some very very strong players who um, who who are who are going to be free for, for the foreseeable and the BBC mm-hmm. and and free I use loosely because of course we all pay as, right. as individuals here. For Someone's the, always paying. Yeah, exactly. And then you've got the Guardian and you've got the Mail who are also offering content for free. So we put our most differentiated content behind the hard paywall, the, the, the insight, the analysis, the the opinion related content. Um, and as I said, that make, makes up about 20% of the content and the rest mm-hmm. of it really helps drive the scale um, and brings in and also Fills the funnel brings new people into into that consumer or customer journey um, that we can then help migrate people people down the funnel and, and into into different modes
0: so what percentage of the audience do you think is the target for moving into that premium layer because it's i mean i i i go through the site and it's like, okay, you've got insights, but it seems like it's it's people who are really, really into the telegraph, yeah. not just like hitting it from Google News.
1: Totally. And, and so we did a pretty advanced bit of segmentation three or four months into my time here uh, where we looked at the UK audience. We have... Circa twenty-three to twenty-five million um, uniques coming to our site in the UK every every month, um, and then we segmented that by fifty different variables and, and started to look at them. and We and we had we had certain segments of people that were consuming, say, a hundred page views a month that weren't paying for that weren't paying for our product, and those are that's actually a segment of. Um, a significant number, and uh, close to a million people, that, that we that we that we now have a segment that we're targeting in a in a very strong way to try and drive into mm-hmm. into, into subscription, and and
0: but they can be profitable if it, they, from an advertising yeah.
1: perspective as well, right? And and actually, what we've so the evolution of the strategy since we've had a new CEO, Nick Hugh joined um, as CEO about nine months ago, we've we've now set the, the the business goal is is to drive registrations, and we're registration first strategy so how do we migrate as many of those people into a registered state so we understand more about them we can serve better consumer experiences for them but also um, help use that data to drive people into a, a a paid state or buy a product or indeed just be more engaged and therefore we, we drive more advertising revenue from them
0: mm-hmm. have, have you thought of requiring registration
1: after a certain point? well so we're testing that um and we're, we're definitely taking a Uh, a bit cliche but a test and learn approach Um, we we have we have quite a few little or quite big tests going on actually so we have we've put for example a hard registration wall in front of our gallery content galleries for those of people that work in the industry know that they don't really yield much from an advertising perspective. People are just clicking, clicking, clicking through these galleries, Mm -hmm. but they're very high high dwell time and and high engagement for people that get into the galleries. So for example, we now have a... So you use
0: like royal babies and stuff to Royal babies,
1: royal wedding, got a wedding coming (laughs) up, um, all that sort of stuff and and it it drives huge amounts page page views, but actually very little valuable ad impressions. So we we now have a registration wall um, in front of the third, uh, in between the second and the third uh, Uh, image of a gallery, and often these galleries are uh, 20, 30 images. Um, And it's proving to be a very good way of driving people into a registered state. It's a test, like we're doing it 50-50 in some places, in some places we're doing it um, fully. That's one example. In politics, for example, the whole channel, we've moved to be hard registration. Mm -hmm. Um, In rugby, we moved to a soft registration wall, where we were encouraging people to register, but they could X out of the registration and carry on with the journey.
0: So as you're doing this sort of test and learn, how do you keep it as a coherent product? Because I think a lot of times internally, and, and we face this at Digiday yeah. too, like you sometimes get into like the nuts and bolts of your business and, and you're so into it day to day that like it can be confusing to the outside. It's like, why do I have to register for this yeah. and not for this? Yeah. And I have to pay for this, but not for that. Yeah. I've I, got I've got other things to, to do I, today yeah. to figure this out.
1: <laughs> and I think I think it is a... It is a that is a fair ask a fair question um and we always try to put our customer hats on when we're doing this stuff the the approach the the galleries one is actually is perhaps doesn't fit to what i'm about to say next but by and large we have tried to keep it um niche niche focused or or, or, or passion point focused so for example if you register for politics, you get value add for that registration. So you get a newsletter that you cannot get unless you register, and we're, and 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 you have other commenting and and, and interactions with journalists um, that you wouldn't get if you registered. We we try to keep it to, to that. But you're right. As you go across the site, um, there are elements of it that 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 are not as as consistent as if you had just a straight meter, um, but I, but the, the the then again the meter has has its own has its own uh, issues in that that there's no sort of the only logic to it is is that you've that you've right. it's the number of articles that you hit it's, it's arbitrary and not every article is, is equal it, is equal yeah right. right and so we we and we actually find to to support our. Our strategy is that the the move to premium has has increased retention rates significantly, um, and, and the customer feedback that we get is that people understand. You mean you mean
0: verse a meter, like versus they're, they're, the they're me- the meter they're quote time. unquote better customers. They don't Ye- churn as much.
1: Yeah, they don't churn nearly as much, and and um, there seems to be with that harder paywall, there seems to be an understanding of of the the offering, a better understanding of the offering than the metered approach. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, while we're on that subject, because it's very interesting to me at Digiday right now, is um, what do you do to combat churn? Because I think a lot of this in, the, in this pivot to paid, yeah. a lot of people fine. Like, you know, you put up a paywall, it could be metered, you get, you get a bunch, it could be a membership, you get a bunch of people to sign up and then it's like, okay, great. Now you got to fight another war because you've got the whole idea is recurring revenue. So, you know, once yeah. you get into a churn spiral, that's a bad situation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: Do you segment based on, um, you know, how quote unquote engaged they are? Yeah, definitely. The yeah.
1: So we, we we have a data science team here that have a small data science team. It's not as big as some of our West Coast uh, friends, but um, they uh, one of the one of the things that they've been focusing on in the last six months has been to build these sort of propensity models and and, and models that predict when when they think somebody's behaviour is is starting to look like they might churn, and then use that data to power various different marketing uh, uh, tactics to to ensure that, that that person stays whether that whether that is uh, contacting them via our contact center quite a lot of uh, phoned um, or or emailed um, conversations and that sort of stuff really drives really drives benefits i would say that we're fairly early in our in our understanding of of what's working, what's not working. What we have built, though, are good models that now predict when somebody will churn, which is the first step on it. I think the the second stage that we need to get better at is working out then what we do to retain. Right, (laughs) yeah, just keep emailing them. Yeah, well, no, I mean, yeah, there's definitely, there are all sorts of little nuggets that you're starting to see as to when you would do that. Um, And also, even taking a step back from that is working out what behaviors people show at, at right from the beginning and you can almost sometimes predict some of the churn of, of how engaged people are even from day three or four um of mm-hmm. of their initial take up of the sub um through to through 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 to when they might churn months and months later
0: um i i Maybe you'll give me specific numbers, but I have to ask: like, what does the breakdown look like now between like advertising, subscriptions, commerce? Yeah, we
1: we, do, we don't we don't disclose that, um, and y- you can ask all you like. But um, <laughs> we've but got another thirty yeah, minutes. Yeah, exactly. Well, you keep, I'm sure you'll come back to it. Um, I, I guess the the just to give you an idea okay,
0: subscriptions are growing faster yeah, than a- advertising we can S-
1: subscriptions are growing very very nicely yeah high double digits um percentages year over year uh, the um the and and that's now been going since we launched premium 18 19 months ago um the the the, the you should know that one of our key KPIs is 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 the percentage of revenue we get from di- our di- diversified business, which on the digital side is 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 digi ads, digi subs, um, our, our travel and uh, financial yeah. services. So businesses. you're
0: actively diversifying the business. Actively, from
1: Actively, it's it's one of the key KPIs of the business, or well, not not necessarily from advertising. We still see advertising as a, as yeah. a key component, but we the proportion of revenue that is coming from financial services, yeah. travel, and digi subs is growing.
0: Yeah. I mean, you want your advertising business continue to grow but correct. to shrink as the overall uh, number correct. Uh, yeah, or no, the percentage number yeah, of
1: yeah and, of and we're doing we're doing a good job of that um and the the registration strategy is core to helping that happen yeah tell
0: me tell me more about the registration yeah. strategy to get because I think part of the pivot to paid is is also the pivot to direct connections versus yeah, yeah. flyby visitors
1: from from yeah. Facebook. Yeah right and and the if you if you roll back 20 years when when everyone started giving everything away for free from the publishers and some of us were there then um the there was never we basically just gave our content away for free as publishers and with the odd exception um and and one of the things that the west coast businesses did very well was well the west
0: coast businesses were preaching that everything was supposed to be free yes guess guess whose interest (laughs) that was in the people who aggregate content like yeah. I don't know Google and Facebook.
1: Well, and and they and Yahoo and well, and Yahoo. I know and, you're and, a and, Yahoo. The, and they had they had, but they they preached to give away stuff for free, but they had people in a logged in state in a registered state, and so they they built this amazing these amazing understanding and used that data to improve their their customer customer journeys um, and indeed their commercial benefits, and they had this sort of this flywheel um, that that just self perpetuate. Perpetuated easy easy for me to say. Um, and that <laughs> wheel then ran over publishers. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, some might say that. Um, and and so so we we took we've taken the approach that that we must have a, a more one to one relationship with our customers. We must we must try and drive more of them into a logged in state so we can. We can evolve our product set that that gives a a a, a better customer experience, but also we use that data um, to improve the the migration of people through through Mm -hmm. our customers. uh, So it has
0: advertising benefits, but it's also a critical step between in the funnel to get people down.
1: Yeah, and we and we one of the other learnings that we had was we we and I can I can take this on the chin um, because I sort of push for it about. A year and a half ago, I pushed to save for the business that we should have a a North Star goal of 10 million engaged, engaged, Customers' engagement was really key to driving all areas of our business.
0: What does that? What does that mean? Well, I always say this to, to the reporters when they say engagement. Well, I, I have it on a whiteboard. So it's
1: funny you should say that because that's what everyone else said. What does engagement <laughs> mean? And it, actually, calculating engagement can be done in so many different ways: dwell time, page views per, vi- per visit, loyalty, return visits, all this sort of stuff. And it was it was complicated. And so one of the one of the things that we've done, and Nick has done since he's come here, is really focused on on a simple metric, which is driving reg- registered customers. And if and and a registered customer is, is actually a proxy for driving more engagement, mm-hmm. driving more data, um, and and driving and, and ultimately having having wider benefits for the business. So so we're actually we our goal is to get to 10 million registered customers um, within the next three to five years. Um, we're for this year we're 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 setting ourselves a goal of three million, um, and we we've had a we've had a very good start to that. I'm not going to tell you what number that okay. what the latest. Well, I, is I'm well.
0: I'm just happy to get the three million number. Yeah, yeah. we'll be right back
1: after a quick break for a word from
0: our sponsor. And today's sponsor is Airtable, the all-in-one collaboration platform. Teamwork has never been more important, and that's hard to pull off in an environment like today's where everything is constantly changing. Enter Airtable. This is a tool that can fit your process, but it's also powerful enough that it keeps everyone on the same page. Time, for instance, uses Airtable to manage its entire creative process from the original idea to the creation of the content to getting the content out the door. Airtable empowers you to do your work your way. Try it today. Head to airtable.com/digiday to receive $50 in free credits. Thank you Airtable. Now back to the episode. How do you do that with the what's the carrot and the stick? I mean cuz there's the stick of like requiring registration yeah, that you're testing yeah, out. Yeah. Um and then there's carrots of like newsletters and, and yeah. what else?
1: Yeah, so newsletters has been Has been an area that obviously we and and many others have have been doing for a while we have doubled down on that and it's it's funny it's almost like podcasts they sort of come around again as, as 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 a trend um the the various the various walls that I've mentioned that we've either in a hard or soft um, element we've we've put in place. We launched technology intelligence, which was our which was our business of of technology um, uh, journalism uh, initiative. Uh, it's the first time actually in a while we've hired new journalists, brought brought new new um, talent into the business. We we're also hiring people in Silicon Valley as well to cover the business of journalism. But we w- we launched that registration first with a hard red wall in front of that. Um, so so as I. Mentioned, mentioned before we've got lots of different um, sort of test and learn elements going on we've got to try and find the balance between how much how 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 much we put a hard reg wall in how much we encourage people to 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 um, to log in we're quite early on the journey Mm -hmm. in the next six to nine months we're going to start you'll start to see more product centric um, launches that that so why would the customer not log in to get these, these product benefits, these improvements in their experience mm-hmm. rather than just registering to get m- more content or access to content. Yeah. So that's the sort of evolution that's coming. And the, the, we we've, we've, We've tried some other smaller scale stuff like WhatsApp groups and and various other um, smaller sort of tactics, but but for me, really, it's got to be that the product experience becomes it needs to have that logged in state to to, to for, for for the customer, and that and that's coming.
0: Okay, so how do you get everyone on, on the same page with this? Because when when you start to cut off access or put hurdles in front of as- yeah. access, you hear from the sales department because oh, yeah. they they're like, oh my God, just just hurting uh, you know uh, the advertisers. The editorial group typically doesn't like it. They they do also want um, their stuff uh, to be out there. Um, so how do you get? Everyone like on the same page with the
1: the yeah. strategy. I mean, you're you're a wise owl in terms of asking that question. <laughs> um, the uh, the uh, the interestingly, the editorial team have have really rallied behind the registration uh, strategy. Um, it is it has been a um, it it has. In the past we were in you know, years ago we were we were following scale for scale's sake and we were we were probably producing content that didn't necessarily fit our core values of being a premium premium and quality publisher. And actually the drive for registrations and that being their core metric and their gold on registrations, they're not gold on page views, they're gold on registrations, has, has meant that they they have focused much more on that and and actually we've seen the the type of content produce in 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 my mind, improve in terms of it being more core to our brand, which is as, as a quality publisher, rather than chasing clicks for, mm-hmm. for clicks' sake. So that's that has actually not been an issue in any way, and the, and the editorial staff have completely embraced this. Um, from a advertising perspective, yes, the the there is cons- there are, there has been concern within the advertising team that what what does that do to our page views? What does that do to our impressions? Um, I'm the the good news is that we we had the strategy in September we set their goals based on some forecasts that we made knowing that some some impressions would go down in certain places and some places they would go up because you had greater engagement from from more logged in people Um, and actually touch wood the forecast this year has been exactly as we expected Mm -hmm. it to be so the so the sales guys are happy with selling against what was forecasted so they're okay at the moment if we were to see a a the forecast to be wrong then I think if then, then it might be different
0: so where do platforms then fit into this where does Google and yeah. Facebook because like you know when um, like all publishers were, were chasing traffic for a while yeah. um, and they were major obviously major sources yeah. um, uh, and Facebook came out of nowhere to be gigantic um, but where do they fit in when you're looking to get this closer registration yeah. and closer relationship with re- registration and then subscription
1: yeah um they, if I if I take each one, um, because it, sort of each one is different, right? And and so Google, I think it's fair to say that Google have listened. Um, a fair amount over the last couple of years is to, to, to the publishers. Like I went, and you probably did as well, went to a couple of their conferences last year. And the and the, f- the overwhelming feedback from, from all the publishers was that subscriptions um, was the big focus and the, that they needed to think about that. And, and certainly Google have started to produce and have on their roadmap elements that help us from a subscriptions perspective. and And, and so I see... And from that, though, I think there will be longer-term some more logical evolution of that subscription strategy within Google that that will help us on, on the registration front. Um, so so Google is is generally is 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 positive for, for the sub side of our business. It's certainly mm-hmm. starting to see see benefits there. Facebook, um, we took the decision to 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 pull out of instant articles. Um, we couldn't see at the time a path to to sub- to the subscription side of our business coming from from facebook at least not in the the volumes that that we wanted um and indeed and obviously everything that's that's transpired with with the newsfeed algorithm change and all that sort of stuff has 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 sort of borne out there um apple news has been a um very positive experience for us from subscriptions point of view we've been selling subs in there for quite a while now it's also our number one referrer for driving people into the app which is which is then in Mm -hmm. a registered registered state so so we Definitely see Apple News. So you're um, getting
0: more subscribers because of Apple than Facebook.
1: Yeah, yeah. Apple News is a, is a is a big subscri- subscriber uh, driver for us, um, and and the the the. the the way that we see this sort of funnel, the next best product. So somebody who's engaging in Apple News, try and drive them into a subscription, or to and therefore in a registered state, or try and drive them into the app. And 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 that 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 as a strategy is working well. Plus we're we're making some advertising revenue off 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 people in in Apple News. Snapchat is an interesting one, where we have um, latest numbers in April, we had three million um, people uh, engaging with our content on yeah. Snapchat. Is that good? Uh, yeah and and well are you making money um are we making money we look at it through a brand lens at the moment um when when that we sounds like no, we, sounds like i didn't answer but um uh the the if you think about a brand like ours which Typically, you you turn to the Telegraph in your sort of early thirties with a sort of slightly right of centre conservative viewpoint um, when you're starting to have to sort of that pay bills and mortgages and <laughs> okay. stuff like that, right? And and actually, for us to to get our journalism in front of. Um, such a huge audience under the age of under the age seventy percent of that three million is under the age of twenty four, um, and between the ages of thirteen and, and okay, so and that's 24. like diversifying demographically. But yeah, but also we are we do see that again as part of our our product strategy, which is how do we then migrate them into the app, for example, as, as our next as our next best product that we, that we drive them into. We haven't yet worked out how we can drive registrations or subscriptions from them, but we're happy. We're happier with, with Snapchat because it is such a younger, newer audience for us. And as you say, it's sort of demographic mm-hmm. diversification. Um, so that, that's the sort of approach we're taking. That generally, the lens that we're looking through is how does it help us drive registration and, and, and or subscription? And if not, does it have any other benefits?
0: Quick break to tell you about an exciting program we have coming up. If you are traveling to Cannes this year for the Cannes Lions in the South of France and uh, and I hope you will, we are holding several events including a live podcast recording with Vox CEO Jim Bankoff. Uh, it's going to happen at the Densu Beach House. I believe it's it's on Wednesday afternoon. If you go to slash can email, you will get our daily Briefing in CAN, which comes out every morning, CAN time. Um, and it talks about the highlights, what the scuttlebutt is on the uh, Quasset, and a lot of other uh, fun and informative stuff. Um, and you'll also get invites to our events over there. We're having like four or five, including the live podcast. Um, so do go and sign up. That is slash CAN email. Right. So, final thing I want to talk to you since, since we are here in Europe, it's still Europe. Um, yeah. I, I've really enjoyed the last week being in Europe and getting every being bombarded with um, cookie and GDPR notices. Oh, yeah. It's been, it's been a thrilling experience.
1: It's the first time in my experience when I went to the West coast recently that everyone in America was asking me about something that we're doing in Europe. It's like, yeah. it was quite cool. No, I, the yeah. spotlight
0: is on Europe. Um, I know we've been writing about GDPR for uh, like a year and a half and um, all of a sudden everyone's interested in it. Uh, it's, mind-numbingly complex at least for americans and seemingly unworkable is this even i mean because like just in reading through it it's almost it's so vaguely written that it would seem like everyone is going to be it's just how uncompliant are is one going to be come may 25th that that's the sort of american view of it
1: yeah i i, I... I mean we we've actually if you look at it first of all through a a customer lens the there hasn't been a change in the law here in in this sort of data area for twenty years, right? Mm-hmm. And if you think about what's changed in terms of the amount of data that, that we as individuals create and, and what companies store on us, it's about time that actually there were the were changes right. for the customer. So so if you start there, you think actually what they're asking for, what they're what they're trying to trying to deliver. Um, in spirit and in, in theory. Makes sense, right? Makes yeah? sense. Um the, the 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 big change i guess for most of us the simple way is to look at it from a consent perspective and and whether it's an opt in or or, or opt out and and thankfully we've been looking at this for quite a long time even before i joined but but for the last the last two years, you know, every everything in our business has been that that people have um, have uh, that the, there has been an opt in rather than an opt out, and so therefore the, the data that we have on our on our um, customers is in is in good shape mm-hmm. and, and in compliant with 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 GDPR. Uh, and we've been working with our partners, which is often where a lot of the media businesses um, uh, find it difficult. Uh, we've been working with our partners for for a long time to to make sure that they are compliant. So it's in our business we've been thinking about it for a long time and therefore been preparing for it. So we, yeah. we, we feel in pretty good shape. However, to your to your point, yes, there are there is there are elements that that have have been written over the over the years and added to and changed and 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 evolved. There's still the e-privacy side of it which is still evolving as well. Um, and then of course you have have the big businesses uh, the big West Coast businesses that are making declarations and 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 elements on it quite last minute I, I mm-hmm. guess that the, the the difficulty for someone like us who's been thinking about this for a long time is suddenly how people are, uh, are, are yeah are making declarations that, I, well that the rush us. it's
0: it's awkward I mean some yeah. of these things that like getting quote-unquote consent. I mean they're not really. I mean, but I by any sort of I'm not a lawyer, but it just doesn't seem like this is going to fly if anyone was really going to adjudicate it. Um what's the best case scenario for GDPR for publishers and what's the worst case? Because there are so many unknowns about how it's going to be enforced, who they're going to go after.
1: Yeah, uh, the uh, the best case for for publishers is that that actually because we have Strong relationships with our customers um, that it ultimately strengthens that and and um, and that and then it puts puts some of that that control gives some of that control back to the publishers um, and and certainly that is that is how we're trying to interpret it and trying to deliver against it. And our registration strategy actually plays quite nicely into that because driving more people into a registered logged in state is it helps on, on, on both both sides. So that that's those are the that that's the that's the positive. And I think the 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 in the short term the unknown around the, and the swirl that's going on is how does that impact um, the general advertising ecosystem and industry at, at, at the moment? Um, does that cause uncertainty? What what happens around that? So I guess we. You mean the ad tech people? Y- yeah, I mean like that. That's uh, that's for them. There's, there's a lot of lot of things to work through, um, and and we we don't want uncertainty in the in the industry. Like we what we want. Yeah, like, short term negative. Yeah, yeah, but yeah exactly. Um, but I think for, uh, to back to my first point, we have strong relationships with customers. If we're doing what's right for customers from a data perspective then actually publishers should win um it's just it's just whether whether that plays out we'll see okay
0: robert thank you so much thank you and thank you all for listening this podcast is produced as always by didi sangal if you liked our show please subscribe we are on itunes stitcher google play spotify and anchor.fm and while you are there rate us and leave a review Uh, we always like reviews i sometimes like to read them Um, Thanks again, and we'll be back next week with another episode.